Hey guys, welcome to my video today. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue and welcome to my channel where we talk about all kinds of things related to the Enneagram. And today we are in a relationship series and we're going to be talking about being in relationship with type 2, the helper or the giver. A uh, big shout out to all my uh, patrons. I really appreciate your support for this channel. In the description below is a link to my Patreon channel. Also, there's a link to my website where you can book coaching appointments. Um, I'd love to meet with you and help you uh, talk about uh, talk with you about what it looks like to grow and to mature and to be more balanced. And uh, if you need help figuring out your type, um, your personality type, uh, we can help with that also. On my uh, website is also a link to our certificate programs. We do offer two certificate programs now, one in Enneagram Coaching and one uh, that will be starting in a couple of months on uh, Enneagram Relationship Coaching. At least, I should say, um, at the making of this video, we'll be starting in a couple of months. Who knows when you're watching this video? We might already be uh, you know, in full process, but just check out the website if you're interested in any of those coaching programs, uh, doing what I do with people, um, it's a very rewarding work, and uh, if, you're, if you've learned um, anything about the Enneagram, you see how helpful it is to your own life. Um, to be able to, to use that to help others is, is just fantastic. So if you want to join us in one of those programs, um, I'd, love, I'd love for you to consider that. All right, so let's talk about uh, Type 2, okay? Let's talk about Type 2. Now, I feel like when I, need to, when I start this, I need to tell all my Type 2 friends out there, and those of you guys that live with Type 2s, um, this is going to be a long video. I already know that. I've got uh, pages and pages of notes. Um, and I'm going to try and keep it under an hour. And uh, the information is coming from uh, several different resources. I've got several different books that I'm looking at right now on Enneagram and relationships. Um, as I'm working on the certificate program, the Enneagram in Love. And, uh, of course, the old faithfuls, you know, I've got all those on my desk as well. And then just, you know, my experience, my wife is a type 2, wing 1. Uh, we've been married 30 years, so I've got a lot of personal experience. And, uh, of course, interactions with, with people in my coaching appointments and in ministry. A lot of experience with type 2s. And I want to begin by saying to all you type 2s, I don't mean to offend you, okay? I know that 2s and 1s... Uh, criticism uh, can be difficult and realize that I do come across pretty harsh in in all the the videos I make I, I the Enneagram is painful and you know it, it can be difficult to look at that side of yourself that you're not proud of or that side of yourself that that needs improvement or that is you know uh, changing and growing and developing and I realize that this is all very sensitive and twos are very sensitive people uh, they want to be pleasing and they want to be loving and they want to be treated with that same kind of love and respect and care. And realize that before I say anything else, all of this comes from that heart or that attitude of loving and caring about you so that you can be the best person that, that you were created to be. Um, in the relationship coaching certificate, we're going to be talking about, you know, when couples call or when couples are, are having problems or when people are having issues um, how their Enneagram type affects their relationships. So let's dive into uh, the type two in relationship, what it's like to be in relationship with a type two, what are they looking for? And I would probably begin by saying, you know, twos are really looking for an intimate ally. They're looking for somebody that, that will love them, show up fully to the relationship like they do, that will uh, make them a priority as much as they make you a priority. 
you know, if you're in a relationship with two, you know what it's like to be loved. You know what it's like to uh, to have the attention and the spotlight on you. And twos show up fully into their relationships, and they are probably looking for somebody that would be an intimate ally, that, that would love them and care for them, and, and uh, somebody that they could share their life with. All right, so let's talk about the type two. Um, one of the, a lot of this, I want to say, you know, if, well, anyway, uh, in my research, in my reading, uh, and in my experience, um, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting, one of the books said was, as children, they may have grown up being helpful in order to be noticed, uh, in order to be seen. Look, I'm helpful. Look, mommy. Look, daddy. Look, I'm, 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 uh, I'm helping in some way. I'm, I'm contributing in some way. Are you proud of me? Do you notice this? Do you see this? In relationships, healthy twos can be warm, benevolent, uh, passionate, and, and optimistic. Twos are in that optimistic group. Um, and uh, they they want to believe the best. They want to see the best. They want to focus on the best. Um, and like like I said, they can be very warm, outgoing, um, sometimes extroverted. Probably about half and half extroverted and introverted people. Highly empathetic. Some say that twos can feel the feelings of their partner. That they can empathize so strongly with their partner that they can. They can sense what people need sometimes before they need it. Um, we're going to talk about that and why that why that's a good thing, but why that can also be a problem. Um, they want to please their partner. They want to be pleasing to their partner. They want their partner to be happy. Not just that they want their partner or their spouse to be happy or their boyfriend or girlfriend to be happy, but they want to they want to be the source of that happiness. They want to be the reason why that person is so happy. Um, they want to be not only a friend but uh, a special friend, a intimate friend, a close friend. They deeply desire to feel truly loved, wanted, and desire to be an insider. Their biggest fear is to be. This is painful. If you're a two, this is going to be painful. Their biggest fear is the fear of being unwanted in life. That everybody else wants to be around each other and for whatever reason, you are seen as defective and uh, you are unwanted, um, not needed, not uh, wanted to be included into the group. And the biggest fear is of the fear of being unwanted. They put a lot of effort. Uh, and put a lot of themselves into relationships. So what do you think they're expecting? They may not say it directly. They may, but they may not say it directly. But anybody that shows up that fully into a relationship is probably going to expect that their partner should show up that fully into the relationship. So if I'm going to give this my all, and if I'm going to give this all of my energy and all of my attention, then... I'm going to expect that you also are going to make this relationship a priority. Now that can be difficult when another person of another type uh, may have a different set of priorities in their life. Like say fives, for example, who have a priority to create distance and space between themselves and others. Boundaries, very focused on boundaries, especially the self-preservation five, the castle five, you know, an eight you know, who has a different priority of being powerful and strong or a seven of, of going after what they think will make them happy uh, or satisfied or a three who's very driven to excel at work or a one who wants to be right and good 
And here's a two saying, no, I need to be the priority. I want to be a priority in your life. I'm making you a priority. You should respond and reciprocate that attention and that focus that I'm giving you. And here you are now, uh, another type person, externally focused on some other pursuit. Uh, A two might feel left behind or left out or unwanted. Realize that that is an inner core fear of feeling unwanted. And people may want you, but they may not know how to make you feel wanted. Realize that that desire to feel wanted, a feeling is something that is within your yard. I can't make a person feel something. Um, I can try to demonstrate my love and care, but what if my demonstration of love and care isn't enough? What if I'm not doing it, you know, giving that vibe or that, that, uh, communicating that message to the degree in which it would be appreciated. Well, you can see that the two might feel hurt. They might feel left out. They might feel like their worst fears are coming to pass, that they're not really wanted. They're not really desired. Um, so they put a lot of effort to show up fully into their relationships. So you can expect that they're expecting that, uh, the other person or other people in their relationship circle, um, the expectation is that they will show up fully as well. I imagine that probably twos get frustrated that they put a lot into relationships that doesn't seem to be reciprocated. Twos may realize how much uh, effort they are putting into nurturing a relationship and because they know how much energy, maybe they're aware of it, maybe they're not, but let me say it this way. When a two is going to relate to somebody, they're going to put a lot of energy, focus, time, attention into that relationship. And if um, if it's not going to be worth the effort, you might see a two pull away and just not attempt. Like, I know how much I give to a relationship, so do I really want to try to start you know, these relationships? For example, like let's say maybe a two is feeling like maybe I should go back to church. Maybe I should go back and try church. You know what? When I go, I'm going to end up serving and working in the nursery and teaching the little kids class and volunteering with the women's shelter and volunteering with the homeless shelter and, and being a greeter. And you know, it's just not worth it. Uh, they want me there to serve. They want me there you know, to use my my kindness and my love, but it's just such a uh, extreme drain on my energy that maybe I'm just maybe I'm just going to have to back out of it and say not not at this time, because with twos it might be a little bit of all or nothing. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is if they know that it's going to be all or nothing, you might see them, you know, involved at the nothing level. Uh, you might be surprised and think, wait a minute now, I thought twos were supposed to always be involved and out there out in front, you know, greeting everybody and making everybody feel welcome, making every, you know, the hostess, making everybody and the servant. But a two may realize that if I, once I start, once I sign up, once I say yes, you know, I'll be the um, the school, you know, parent that's there to to volunteer, They they might realize how much this is going to cost them. Because they're not going to do it halfway. They're not going to, you know, be content with with just sending, you know, a bag of cookies along. No, they're going to want to 
to show up in a big way to be supportive of the ones they love and care about. And so there may be a little bit of a cost evaluation at the beginning of the relationship. Is this going to be worth my time or not? Uh, is this really going to be worth my energy? You know, are these other people really going to show up into this relationship or is it going to be very one-sided? And I would imagine that a lot of twos would feel like their relationships tend to be tipped a little one-sided, like they're carrying a lot of the weight of that relationship. Um, okay, so let's let's say it like this. It takes so much energy to show up fully in a relationship that maybe I'll just sit this one out. I'll end up serving or taking care of everyone. I just don't have the energy anymore. I keep giving, but no one's really giving back, and I'm tired of pursuing others. You know that word pursuing? That's an interesting concept, an interesting word. Seems like in couples, one is the pursuer and one is the withdrawer. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but the two will probably often feel like they're the pursuer until they maybe get frustrated and feel like, you know, why don't they ever pursue me? Why don't these people ever call me? Why don't they ever invite me? I'm always inviting. I'm always, my home is the one that's open to everybody, but nobody wants to seem like they open their home to, it's not reciprocated. So maybe I'm just done pursuing and maybe I'll withdraw. And you might see it too, go from pursuing to withdrawing. Twos can, um, uh, will may in their head think, the my partner needs to make space for me. Um, Twos, I think, make other people a priority in their life. And so we might expect that they would assume that we're going to make them a priority in our life. Uh, twos feel most valued when their partner is present with them, especially in emotionally rich conversation. Conversation is, you know, where we exchange our hearts, our minds, our ideas, our dreams, our plans, and um, twos are going to want their partner, their spouse, their their significant other to to be connected with them in emotionally rich, meaningful, conversational companionship. Um, and if that is lacking in the relationship, again, you might see a two withdraw from the relationship. Twos tend not to focus on themselves, so. In a relationship with a two, you may find yourself needing to draw out uh, their wants, their needs, their desires. If they're frustrated, and you can might see that the two is frustrated, the two might not, you know, open up about their frustrations. At least not immediately. They might, but chances are, you know, uh, the two's orientation is to be one of a servant and one of a pleaser and somebody there to take care of others. And so if they've got a gripe, uh, they might keep it to themselves because, you know, they, they understand it's not pleasing to, to voice your gripes. I think of twos often like tea, cut, tea kettles, which, you know, I think of Mrs. Potts on uh, Beauty and the Beast, who was, a, who was a two, I would imagine. Uh, you know, Mrs. Potts, the tea kettle, you know, the tea kettle can start to simmer. It gets a little upset, gets a little angry, gets a little heated, gets a little agitated, and it starts to simmer. And um, it might simmer for a while. Um, eventually, what happens? The tea kettle gets to a point of combustion and, you know, blows a whistle and 
two, of course, we understand goes to eight or looks like an eight when they're stressed. And, you know, that's a good analogy for two going to eight when they finally have enough. And, you know, they might come out with something like, after all I've done for you, I have patiently and quietly taken care of you. And this is the thanks I get. This is the way I'm treated. This is the way that could look like a two going to eight. I think there's other ways in which twos go to eight under stress. Like imagine a two taking their child to a hospital and not getting the care that they deserve. Um, maybe the hospital's being sloppy. You might see that two who's, who wouldn't complain about their own treatment stand up in a very you know, defensive posture like a mother bear to protect their child or their child's health. They might not do that for themselves. They might, the whole time they're being cared for, apologize that somebody has to take care of them. But when they're there next to their child's uh, bedside in the hospital, you might see that too show up in a very profound, powerful, demonstrative way in order to protect protect that that uh, that cub. You know. Okay, so when a two is simmering. You know, obviously you can see that they're upset. You can see that they're frustrated. You can see that they're not not having their needs met, but they may not want to vocalize that or be direct about that or come across in a, you know, a unpleasing way. You may have to draw out of them. You may have to pursue them. Remember, they pursue you. So the expectation, we might assume, is that you would pursue them and say, hey, I can see that you're... And I think you need to do this very gently. Uh, twos tend to want to deal with people in a very gentle way. So I think in a gentle way, you might say, hey, I can see you're upset. Is everything okay? Do you want to talk about it? Um, and then give them their space uh, and respect their desire. Do they want to talk about it right now or not? They may not want to talk about it, but I think it's important that you kind of knock on the door um, and make the bid. Do you want to sit down and talk about this? And then I think be careful to try to listen to the heart and not just listen to the words because in conflict, you know, we tend to want to defend ourselves. And I think if you just let the two pour out the problem, pour out their heart and, and say what's going on beneath the surface, they're going to feel a lot better uh, that they've got that out. They've gotten that, that barrier that's there that's creating a disconnect in the relationship. Twos want to be connected. They want to stay connected. And there's a barrier here. There's a problem. And, and they may have a difficult time voicing what that problem is or being, a, being careful. Remember, their fear is to be unwanted. So if they point at a problem and say, look, you said the other day that you were going to take the car and get it washed and you didn't. And then that, and I got upset about, you know, the, and, and they may have a hard time dealing with that problem because if I bring that problem up to the surface and talk about it, you might get upset, withdraw from me, and then I'll really feel unloved. You might be upset with me and not want to be in relationship or be connected to me. And so problems become very problematic because how you've got to deal with the problem. If you don't deal with the problems directly, remember you you end up dealing with them indirectly. If you don't deal with them out in the open, then they then you just carry them with you and that will lead to resentment. When you don't deal with problems, 
directly and you don't have it out and have a conversation about it, it's it's more than likely going to end up at some simmering level of resentment that is going to ultimately destroy the relationship. Resentment is like a cancer. It's like rust. You know, it just gets in, creeps in, and then just eats up. And you're having arguments in your head, but not having them out loud. For fear that if I had these arguments out loud, then it'll prove, you know, that this person doesn't want to be in relationship with me. And so I'll just sit on it. And when you sit on it, resentment builds. And you may not realize as a two that you're in that way might be contributing to the very thing you're afraid of. You might be contributing to the demise of a relationship because you're allowing resentment to grow because you're not necessarily dealing with problems when they come up. And there's another way in which that line to eight could be very helpful for you. You know, eights, eights, when they're upset about something, they want to call it out right now. They want to deal with it right now. They don't want to sit on it. They don't want to, they don't want to beat around the bush. They want to deal with it right now. And I think in many ways, our, our line of disintegration warns us and says, you need to do what I do or you'll end up feeling like I feel. And in that sense, you might say that an eight might say to a two, why don't you just deal with it? Why don't you just look the other person in the eyes and say, look, you should have gotten the car washed and you didn't. Why didn't you get the car washed? And that sounds very direct and that sounds very harsh and that's probably not at all in any way in which a two wants to see themselves coming across in this world. But the reality is, is if you could deal with conflict a little bit sooner and a little bit more direct rather than sit on it and allow it to simmer and fester and resentment to grow, wouldn't things be better off in your relationships if you could show up a little more present into conflict? and deal with things a little more directly, like an eight, it might keep you from looking like an eight later. If you could act like an eight earlier on, it might keep you from looking like a late, like looking like a late, looking like an eight in your, in your, uh, in your stress. Okay. So reciprocity is another interesting word. Reciprocity. Reciprocity means this, this relationship is reciprocal. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. And I don't think twos, I don't think that they're doing things for people, you know, like I'm going to do this and then you're going to scratch my back. I'm going to scratch your back. Then you're going to scratch mine, right? I don't think they're doing it like that. I think it's just kind of an operating system that lies beneath the surface that, you know, I'm, I, I, I think twos truthfully really do believe I'm here on earth to take care of people. I'm here on earth to meet needs. I'm here on earth to serve people. It's kind of like the two worldview might say, everybody out there has needs. Everybody out here is troubled. Everybody out there has got problems in their life. I can lighten the load. I can make things better for them. I can assist them. I can help them. And in doing that, there's a sense of purpose and really, I think that's a great purpose. I mean, I kind of wish I had that purpose for my life because it's very noble. It's very respectable. Uh, and you, you can hear in there a sense of pride, right? I mean, pride is the sin of the two. And remember, twos, pride is one of those sins that doesn't let you see it. Okay, it's not like gluttony. If you spend time around me as a seven, you're going to see gluttony. I, I try to control it. I try to be, you know, a, a good... Um, counter seven and limit my my gluttony, but it is so instinctive in me to if I have one I need two. If I've got one electric guitar I need two electric guitars. If I have 
you know, um, if I have one night out, then I'm thinking about what can we do the next night out. Gluttony, it's obvious. And I see it everywhere. I think twos really have a hard time seeing pride because pride is one of those sins that masks itself. Um, No, I don't have pride. Pride will make you say you don't have pride. Pride will make you say that, no, I'm not like that. You know, I don't struggle with that. But think about just that expression of that two worldview of seeing people out there with needs and you're there to help them. There's a certain level of, well, wait a minute, aren't you a people too? What needs do you have? You know, what, what, uh, what is your problems that you need help with? I mean, let's put you in the same group with all of those people out there that need help. Um, see, the two has a hard time with that. No, 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 no. I'm okay. No, no, no. I'm fine. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, I, I'm here to help. You know, the little people. I'm here to help the little kids, the children, the the disabled, the infirmed, or, or the stranger that needs somebody to welcome them. Um, I'm here for them. And we, we are glad. We appreciate that. I mean, that is a great role that needs to be filled, and we're more than happy for you to fill that role. Um, but I think, back to this word reciprocity, is I'm sure it's got to just trouble the loving, kind, hostess, servant too when all of this attention is shown to people and all of this concern and all of this care and it doesn't seem to be reciprocated. It's like, I, I'm holding up my end of the deal here. I'm encouraging, I'm gracious, I'm thoughtful, I'm careful with what I say, I'm loving and supportive, and then when I need support, where's mine? You know, where are the people that are supposed to care about me? And remember that fear is being unwanted, so, the fact that they're not catching what I need and supporting me is going to make it to, more than likely, feel like they're not wanted. Realize this about yourself, twos. You have a superpower. We all do. Um, nines have a superpower to understand everybody else's perspective. Sevens have a superpower to reframe negative into positive. Twos, you have a superpower to pick up and know what people need sometimes before they know that they even have a need. You can just sense it. You can walk into a room and you can see the troubled, the difficult, the, the hurting, the, the, the person in need of encouragement. Now, like I said, if you're worn out and exhausted and relationships are not going well, you may just turn around and walk out of that room because you know how much energy it's going to take and you just don't have anything to give. You're empty. I get that. But if you were in a more healthy state, you would walk into that room, you would see the need, and what would happen? Like a moth to a flame, you were drawn to that person to lend support, to lend encouragement, to lend praise and, and a helpful word, a kind word, a, 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 a compassionate smile, attention. You give attention to people that need attention or that you believe need attention. I think that you got to realize that other types do not share that superpower. Okay? That's a very helpful thing for you to understand is I don't have that superpower. 
Um, and even when I do pick up on somebody having a need, that does not in any way necessarily mean that I'm going to try to meet that need, that I feel obligated to meet that need. That's got to be a bewildering thought to a two, that a, a, a person could see a need and then feel no responsibility to meet that need? Yes, that is a true statement. In fact, there may be some types who think the fact that now I see your need, I'm not going to meet it because you need to grow up. You need to mature. You need to become responsible. I'm not meeting your need. That's a sign of weakness. I'm not going to help you be weak. I'm not going to participate with your weakness. You, When you can grow up and be competent and take care of yourself, then we can have a relationship. So I just want you to understand that other types do not perceive needs of others at the same degree that you do. And secondly, when they do perceive needs, they don't necessarily in any way feel any obligation to meet it. Now, when somebody operates like that, it might be easy for the two to feel like you don't care about me. If, if, you, if you can't, if you're not tuned in enough to know what I need out of this relationship, then you don't care about me because the two is so tuned in to know what you need in the relationship. How come you're not tuned into me? And I just want you to see that other types don't necessarily have all the same gear that you have to tune in like you tune in. It doesn't mean they don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not interested in you or they don't care about you. It just might mean that they don't have the same operating system you have to tune into the needs and know what you need when you're not saying what you need. So you might have to say what you need. That again is very hard for a two to say what they need. Why? Well, you should know what I need. I know what you need. How come you don't know what I need? because you don't care about me. And if you know what I need and you're not contributing or reciprocating or meeting my need, it just indicates that you're not really fully invested in this relationship. I'm not wanted. I'm not cared about. And I think couples could get stuck in this kind of loop, you know, of I do care about you. I do love you. I I, I, I do want to show up fully in this relationship, but showing up fully might look different. In other words, twos, you've probably read this or heard this before, perhaps the people in your life are loving you in their own way. You know, like for example, a nine might love you by, I'm not going to point out problems. I don't want problems and I assume everybody else doesn't want problems. And if you're having a problem, I'm not gonna make it worse by talking about it. And so a nine might feel like they're showing up fully into the relationship by not addressing anything and standing back. And the two might feel like you're not loving me. You're not interested in me. You're not pursuing me. You're not drawing out of me what's wrong so that we can solve it. And realize that from a nine's perspective, they're going to be bewildered that, that you're upset with them because they're thinking that they're loving you the best way they can by not talking about it by ignoring the fact that you're upset. 
Why would I want to talk about a problem? Why would we want to bring the problems to the surface? Problems are best left to resolve themselves. Now, I get it. That's not in every situation. That's just an example, okay? Or an eight or a one might try to show up by telling you what you need to do. Well, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. And a two might feel like you're not listening to me. You're not really caring about me. You're just trying to solve a problem. You're just trying to get to the bottom finish line so that you can move on and fix the gutters just so that you can move on and order your pizza. You don't really care about me. But an eight or a one might feel like by telling you what you need to do, they're empowering you to strengthen you and loving you to the best or a five by remaining very cold and aloof and disconnected and then giving you information um, they they might feel like they're really loving you by remaining distant, keeping their boundaries, not hugging you, not leaning in, and giving you information. And you might feel like you don't really care about me. You're just giving me, you know, a phone number to a lawyer, and that's not really caring about me. But from a fives perspective, it may very well be caring for you. I just want you to see that that I think sometimes. We're trying to love each other, but it's like we speak different languages. And some things get lost, you know, in communication or in a lack of communication, we might say. So reciprocity. I've taken care of your your needs. How come I'm not a priority to you? And I just want you to see that maybe you are a priority, but maybe they're just not communicating it in a way that is most meaningful to you. Now, if you're in a relationship with the two, it'd be wise for you to understand this so that you can try to communicate in a way that's much more meaningful. Since they tune into what people need almost automatically, it really troubles them when their partner is not tuned into them. They might think, well, either my partner is not tuned into me or they don't really care about me. I must not be a priority to them since they don't know or care what I need. And again, I just want you to see, you have a superpower that detects people's needs. The rest of us may not. The entire world revolves around their perceived love or lack of love in the relationship. I also want you to see that for many types, that's not true at all, okay? So for a two, that statement, which I got out of a book, I didn't make that statement up, okay? I just read that in a book, that their whole world, their entire world revolves around perceived love. Do, do I feel like the other people love me or not? No, their entire world revolves around what they perceive do other people love care about me are they concerned about me especially their partner i just want you to see that first of all that's perceived because the other person might think of course i love you i told you on our wedding day realize that a lot of types are like that they don't wake up wondering do these people love me or care about me that is, a, that is something that is inherent in your two-ness, to, to wonder about that, to question that, to be concerned about that. I don't think, for example, that sevens or fives or nines and probably a lot of other types, eights, I don't think that they're waking up wondering, today, does my partner love me? Do they really care about me? We're just going to assume that, of course you do, unless there's a problem, unless you're indicating to us that you don't, I'm going to wake up assuming that, of course you do. Why would there be any question about this? I think that twos are going to question that kind of stuff when the rest 
many of the other types, I should say. I'm not saying every type does it, but not to the degree that twos would. Fours might. Um, but they long to encourage and praise their partner, but they really want the same thing back. There's a principle that I've learned with the Enneagram is the very thing you give is what you want to receive back. Okay, and the very thing you search for is what in in unhealth is what you give in health. Um, so let's go to this principle of the very thing you give is what you want back. What do sixes give? Loyalty. Sixes are loyal friends. What do sixes want you to be? A loyal friend. What do sevens? Sevens want you know they give you laughter and happiness and adventure. What do sevens want from you? They want you to be their laughing buddy, their travel partner. Okay. Nines don't give you problems. Nines don't want you to give them problems. Eights, they give you power and encouragement. They want you to fuel their sense of their own power and strength. What do twos give? Love, attention, focus. People are a priority. They give all of this attention and this focus and pursuit after people. And what do they want to receive? They want to be the center of someone's attention. They want to feel like people care about them. They want to feel like they're a priority. They give the very thing they want. They want to be pursued. They want to be cared about. They want to feel like they're important to you, that you're needed, that they are needed by you. Okay, so they give appreciation. They give attention. They give focus. They would like to receive that back especially from their most important person. What if that most important person is distracted? What if that most important person is uh, a workaholic? What if that most important person is too busy cleaning the gutters? A two might begin to fear, feel their worst fears arising. Important for twos to remember that they cannot give what they, when they themselves are depleted. Okay. Twos might not pay much attention to their own needs. Their needs like rest, and alone time and quiet and their need for being in you know silence for a while or even they're just their own interest because they're so focused you might say over focused on the needs of others the expectations of others the desires of others that twos of course might lose their own uh, sense of their own needs so here back to the two worldview everyone needs something and personally I have what it takes to make each person feel whole again I can play a part in carrying out others' burdens, lightening their load, and making the world a better place. There's two kinds of people in this world, those that love me and those that just don't know me well enough. Okay? What, what would a two, how would a two might respond if they feel like, well, obviously I've upset them and I'm a problem for them. You might see the two withdraw away from that relationship. If I can't win and for whatever reason this person is not going to respond to me like the loving person I know I am, you might see the two just abandon ship. Just move away. Like, I can't be in relationship with that person. That person's flawed. That person's messed up. That person's, you know, broken in some way. They, they've gotten the wrong message about me, and uh, I, can't, I can't recover that. So I just have to accept that, that and move on. Okay. Communication and conflict. Most twos dislike conflict. Because why? If I get into conflict with somebody, their worst fear is that person's going to dislike me. They're not going to want to be in a relationship with me if I'm always griping at them or I'm always uh, bringing up problems. 
um, their, their worst fears begin to arise. I'm going to be unloved and unwanted if I am in conflict, so I just won't address it. And if you don't address it, what happens? It goes beneath the surface and creates resentment and really sabotages the relationship. Most people would rather you just bring it up. If you're upset about something, bring it up in the moment and say, hey, why did you do this? I don't, I don't understand. This, this isn't cool. Bring it up right in the moment and we can deal with it and then we can let it go, change or correct the principle that's, that's, you know, that's being questioned and move on. But the two might not know how to bring it up in a way that alleviates their fears or, and so they might just let it sit beneath the surface and then they might spend a day or two days or three days in this sort of sulking, pouting, angry, frustrated, withdrawn state which is ultimately going to bring about the very thing that you're afraid of, is that people are not going to want to relate to you if you're in that state for very long. They're going to think they're upset, they don't want to talk, they're, you know, they're angry, they're frustrated, they're not happy, um, and they don't want to talk about it. So I'm just going to back away and withdraw from them. So it's a flawed strategy. I want you to see that. It's a flawed strategy to not deal with conflict. Um, and twos are afraid of conflict because they don't want to be criticized themselves. Remember, their sin is pride, and they don't want to be criticized themselves because criticism feels like you don't love me. Criticism feels like um, you know you're attacking me, and that's not a pleasant feeling for somebody that is all about being connected. They desire to be the source of your pleasure, not the source of your criticisms, not the source of your conflict. Twos may become quiet instead of sharing their frustrations. Since I'm obviously the problem to them, I might as well just be quiet. And if they care about me, they'll see that I'm hurt. But that's not a very mature way of dealing with, with frustrations. If you have something that you want or you want something different, what's the appropriate way to deal with that? Make a healthy request. Just make a healthy request. Say, I, I would prefer this instead of that. I would prefer that when this happens that we do this instead of that. It's a healthy request. You're allowing the other person to choose what they want to do. You're not demanding. Um, and it gives the person the ability to now, okay, well, I understand I offended you, so I can course correct and then show up in a better way to this relationship. Okay? They desire to know and love others and to help others, so they desire that others would want to know them and love them. They want to be wanted. They need to be needed. They want to feel loved and cared about. Remember, twos are in the feeling group, right? They're in the feeling group, so they want to feel loved and cared for. Just remember that your feelings are your responsibility. I can't make you feel. No one else can make you feel something. So if you're not feeling what you want to feel, uh, realize that other people cannot generate feelings in you. It may be because you're focusing your attention on the things in the relationship that are making you feel unloved. What if you could shift your focus and see that people are trying to love you in their own way? It just may not be in a way that is most important to you. So they want to be wanted. They overextend themselves for others and feel loved when others reach out to them and seek them out. People often begin to just expect you to show up, though, and so they don't often reach out to you because, of course, you're going to say, I did a great job. You tell everybody they did a great job. When I post something on Facebook, you know, hey, we're uh, visiting grandma and, you know, going back and seeing our old hometown, and the two post, so happy for you guys. I love you guys. I hope you have a great time. I just know that you're going to post that on my, I see you post that on everybody's 
uh, you're encouraging and lifting up and building up others and so it starts to mean less to me because well of course you know you're going to show up on my post and say a kind word it's almost like it becomes innocuous and so that could be something that could be something that is not um, caught by you that you you as a two might not see that that when you when you when you say a kind word or when you pat on the back or you say that word of encouragement to everyone all the time then it might lose some of its significance and it's like well of course you're going to tell me I did a great job you always tell me I did a great job but what about the other person I need to pursue the other person to see if they think I did a good job and of course the two then is going to feel like you don't care what I say you don't you don't care if I you know show up to this relationship so why am I giving so much effort into this relationship why am I giving so much effort people begin to expect the attention it becomes normal it's taken for granted whoa did any twos just hear that you ever feel like you're taken for granted this might be part of the reason why you looked so happy coming behind everybody and taking care of us we thought that's what you enjoyed doing it just seemed like you liked it like that that it was somehow making you giving you joy to take care of all of us so we just start letting you and it becomes expected you know you give a guy a dollar on Tuesday you know on Wednesday you give him a dollar and on Thursday you give him a dollar and you see him on Friday and you say I'm sorry I don't have a dollar and he curses you why because he becomes to expect it and the people in your life just kind of come to expect and guess what take you for granted and a lot of twos I'm sure feel very much like they've been taken for granted or are being taken for granted um, in conflict twos might need a little reassurance that their relationship is not in jeopardy that I'm not going to not love you just because I'm upset or you're upset that the relationship is fine the relationship is not in question that we are tied and we are connected together and a little bit of frustration over spilled coffee is not going to jeopardize our relationship because the two might need a little extra gentleness in conflict they might try to be very gentle themselves until what of course you know the whistle blows and they've had it but uh, they might need me to be gentle in conflict with them twos may delay or withdraw from conflict the desire to stay positive uplifting and encouraging and connected and optimistic all works against you know their ability to just come right out with it and say what the problem is and say what they need and again twos i think feel selfish when they say what they want when they say what they need they're kind of taught as children no you don't focus on what you need and what you want you focus on taking care of others it's selfish for you to sit around and think about how you're not happy it's selfish for you to to be bored if you're bored it's because you're not thinking of others if you're bored it's because you're not paying attention to what needs to be done or what others need from you and so sitting around wondering what you like and wondering what you could be doing with your time that's a selfish pursuit of your time you should be caring about others that's very ingrained in the two and so this is going to all work to to have make them have a difficult time i would imagine with with having conflict because with conflict you're saying i don't i don't like this i want this to be different my desires is that it looks like this and you're doing it like that but see it's selfish to have desires of your own in a two's world so how can they how can they voice all of that so there's this roadblock that keeps them sometimes from being able to engage 
in constructive criticism or constructive conflict. Okay, so resentments might begin to fester. Twos may realize that just because their partner doesn't ask questions or isn't as present in the relationship as they would like, it doesn't mean they're not loved. Twos may desire so much engagement that no amount of love feels like enough. Twos are likely to be hurt by things, comments, or actions that they interpret as against them personally. You know, it's very easy for twos to, to get hurt when... The rest of us are saying, how in the world did this hurt you? This was literally not about you at all. Remember, the sin of the two is pride, right? So they, it's like they should be in the center of your world. They should be thought about when you make decisions. You should consider their desires, wants, and thoughts, and feelings about everything because you're so connected to them, you're so tied to them, that that they should be a consideration in everything that you do. And again, I don't think twos are going to vocalize this, but I think this is what it means to to be a two. Okay, let me give you some examples of how twos might insert themselves into situations when it literally has nothing to do with them, and it might leave you bewildered if you're in a relationship with a two. Here's a person coming home and talking to their two, saying, I bought a cake for my friend. His favorite cake is chocolate. Now that seems like the beginning of an innocuous conversation. My friend had a birthday party today and I bought him, we went to the grocery store and we bought a chocolate cake. You know, his favorite flavor is chocolate. It was a great afternoon. Here's what a two is likely to think. Do you know what my favorite flavor is of cake? Or how come you didn't get me a cake on my special day? Now, you see how the two inserted themselves into a situation that was not about them. I was talking about my friend and about a cake we had at work for my friend for his special day and his favorite flavor is chocolate. But watch how a two might position that in a way in which they're hurt. Do you? I bet you don't even know what my favorite flavor is. And you might think, uh-oh, how, how did what I just say upset you? But I can see that you're upset. I can see that you're hurt. I can see that your fear is rising, that you're not loved and cared about. When literally I was just talking about my friend and cake. And to this degree, twos might share something similar with fours here that, that people might feel like they have to walk on eggshells because... I'm not trying to upset you, but I can see that I did. I can see that that in some way this hurt you when it literally wasn't about you at all. The rest of us might be thinking, this wasn't about you. I mean, it wasn't, but obviously now it is. Or here's another example. The guys are going to go away for a camping trip. I want to go with them. That seems like a rather, but a two in a low state, what might they hear? What and now in a high state, I think a two would be fine with that. Great, that's fantastic. You know, you should do that. But let's put the two in a very low state. Let's put the two in a very stressed out, unhealthy, overtaxed, overstressed, depleted state. What is the two here? My friends are going on a camping trip. I really want to go with them. Did you even ask if the wives could come? You don't even want me to go. You didn't even ask. You you don't want me to be there. 
Now, again, they might not verbalize that, but they might internally process that. And now they're withdrawing, frustrated, hurt. Their worst fears are rising. And all, all you know is, I just asked to go on a camping trip. How is this? How does this upset you? But the worst fears of the two begin. Now, realize, the person saying they're going on a camping trip, the person that talked about the cake, they did not cause you to feel this way. I want you to see that. They didn't cause you to feel this way. It's your two-ness that causes you to feel this way. In other words, when you're feeling the problems, when you're feeling the stress, when you're feeling overwhelmed, one of the best things we can say to ourselves is, well, maybe I'm just a four feeling four things. Maybe I'm just a seven feeling seven things here. Maybe I'm just a two feeling two things. Maybe there's no intentional harm being done here. Maybe this is just the stuff that I read about or watching videos that two sometimes feel. Maybe Henry didn't mean anything by this. Maybe it's how I hear it in my two uh, perspective that's why I'm feeling this way. Perhaps no intent was intended, but the way I hear it and the way I process from a two perspective causes me to feel like maybe I'm unloved or not cared about when that may not be true at all. And then if, if you can catch yourself in your type, you might be able to override the system and say, I need to let this thought go. I mean, they did not tell me they didn't want me to go. They did not tell me that I'm not important to them because he got him a chocolate cake. Maybe this is just stuff twos feel, and maybe I don't need to give any more thought to it. Or here's another example. Um, I want to buy a new motorcycle. The two might think things like, obviously they might think, you could get hurt. You could die. You would leave me a widow. You don't care. You don't care about me and the kids. You just care about running off with your friends. Or, well, I'm going to be left behind every Saturday now. You're going to go off with your friends and leave me behind. You would rather spend your time with the boys. You would rather spend your time tinkering away in your workshop doing those kinds of things than spending time with me. Um, or I got a new hot tub. But I'm not really happy with it. I think I'll send it back. I don't think I really, this is really the one I wanted. You know, I told you when you got it that you weren't going to be happy with it. Why won't you ever listen to me? And you might be thinking, how is this hot tub about me not listening to you, not valuing you? I want you to see that. The twos might be in a relationship sort of thinking to themselves, am I really in the position that I deserve to be here? That's pride. Am I really the priority in this person's life that I believe I should be. If I was, then they would have listened to me. If I was, then they would have cared about my feelings. If I was, they would have thought to ask me what I think about this before they just jumped into this decision. If I was, they wouldn't spend all their time separated away in the basement. If I was really the priority that I ought to be in this relationship, obviously I'm not a priority to them. And look, there's those two fears. Realize that the people in your life didn't necessarily cause you to feel this way. The feelings are a part of being a two. If you can catch yourself feeling the stuff that twos feel, it might not be as um, devastating to you. And you might be able to say, hey, maybe this is just the stuff twos worry about. And maybe I can just return back to the present moment and make this about the cake make this about the motorcycle, make this about the hot tub, and not make it about myself and about my standing in this person's life or my position. Because chances are the other person is just 
taking for granted that, of course, you're the priority in my life. Why do we always have to come back to that? Of course you are. Of course you're important to me. Of course you are, you know. But every type is going to have other priorities in their life as well. They're wired toward their priorities, just like a two is wired toward their their own. If you seem sad, down, or disappointed, disappointed or depressed, the two is likely to feel it's somehow related to them. Well, the reason why you're sad is because I haven't been the supportive spouse that you want me to be, or I haven't been engaged in the things you want. They should, and it's like in their mind, they should be enough to keep you happy and content at all times. And if you're not content because you don't have a motorcycle, or if you're not content because you're, you're not satisfied with your work or whatever it is, then they must be the reason why you're not content. Again, that's pride. It's something about me that you're not satisfied with. And you and your type might be thinking, this has nothing to do with you. But from a two's perspective, how could this have nothing to do with me when I am the priority of your life? Okay. If the two feels that they are not pleasing enough for you, they're not making you happy, then they might what? Just give up on trying to make you happy and just disengage from you only adding to now your distress and your problems because now I was distressed about work or about not being able to go with my friends on a motorcycle trip or go camping with them. But now I have the extra problem of now I have a a spouse that is withdrawing. Now you have two problems. So again, healthy requests would be a good way to solve this. Long, deep, heart-to-heart talks. If you're going to be in a relationship with a two, then you're going to have to be ready to show up. You're going to have to show up and have those talks and communication. Something that I'm always working on, trying to get better at. Um, Sevens, you know, of course, get bored with conversations and want to go do things. Uh, Twos want an attentive partner who is fully open and honest without judgment. They want to feel connected. They want to be close. They want to feel needed by their partner. Say it like this. Twos want to be your number one. Twos want to be your number one. That's a very good way of thinking about this. Um, They desperately give what they want to receive. Uh, Attention, focus, priority, um, that you're important to them or they're important to you. Twos pursue you but want to feel pursued by you. Um, If they're feeling left out or left behind or criticized, again, they might withdraw. And they might use their superpower against you and you might feel extremely unlovable. What do twos give when they're healthy? Love, attention, focus, concern. What happens when a two is feeling very low health, very stressed, very overwhelmed, very frustrated in the relationship? You'll know because you will feel the opposite of the way they make you feel. (laughs) They don't make you feel, but... You will begin to feel at first that you are unlovable, that you are just a wretch, you know, that you are just the worst person ever. Um, Sevens, you know, they show up full of joy and happiness when they're healthy, but when they're upset, they just suck all the happiness and the joy out of the room. Twos, in a sense, can like just sort of suck all the love and all of the care and all of that out of the relationship when they're not feeling loved and cared for. So they remove the very thing they give. We all do this, okay, uh, in our own way. So emotional intimacy equals fulfillment. Twos can become jealous of others. If I have another friend in my life that is very special or very, you know, it could be a guy friend, just somebody that's taking my attention away from the relationship, a two might 
has a line to four, right? Their two has a line to four. They might start to feel some of that envy and jealousy of the four that I'm not the priority of this person. I need to be, the, and I want to be the special friend and I'm not the special friend, he's your special friend. Or, you know, this other person is now your special friend or your work is your special friend. They may need reassurance that the other friendship is not moving them out of that preferred place. Um, so realistic steps. Be ready to receive love, attention, support, okay, which can be a little overwhelming for some of us to receive that much attention, but you got to be ready to show that sensitivity, selflessness, and affection in the relationship as well. Twos can be hypersensitive to criticism, feeling unwanted and unloved. You need to keep that in mind if you're in a relationship with a two. Twos can feel frustrated and lonely and resentful when they don't feel like they're being cared for or they're not the priority they used to be or should be with their partner. Um, twos need to learn to be more clear about what they expect and need. Twos need to recognize that their partner is probably trying to show love in other ways that I might, as a two, learn to appreciate, even though it might not be the way I want to experience love. Um, twos may tend to keep score in the relationship to see if there are imbalances between the give and take. Um, I would encourage you, if you're in a relationship with a two and they're upset, reach out to the two first. Ask them questions about their day, even when they're not upset. Ask them about their dreams. Ask them about their week. Ask them about their work. They're liable to talk about you and yours and your stuff, but try to draw out of them um, their interest, their how their day went. Make space for the two. Uninterrupted quality time. Learn what makes the two feel most loved and then do that for them whenever you have the chance. Let them know how much you appreciate them and all that they do for you. Um, and twos, I think it's helpful. One last comment is being friendly is not the same thing as making friends. Um, sometimes twos are very good at being friendly, but can struggle with making friends, with making lifelong friends, with maintaining friendships. Um, with Because in friendships, there's going to be some level of conflict. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be disagreeable moments. There's going to be problems that have to be worked through. And those things can be difficult for twos sometimes. So don't just focus on being friendly and outgoing. Focus on building and maintaining deep, long-term friendships. Um, Thank you guys for staying with me for this long for the video. Twos, your purpose uh, is to give the very thing you seek is love, care to this hurting, broken, backward, suffering, challenging world. We need your soft warmth, your bold determination. Twos can show up like an eight when they need to, when they're under stress, when they're going through difficult crisis themselves or taking care of somebody else that they love in crisis. We need that relentless strength that's covered in that velvet soft touch we need that nurturing compassionate voice Um, and you bring that in your health Um, so let's balance on our wings let's uh, listen to our lines of integration and disintegration and let's let's be the best version of ourselves we can be thank you guys and as always be present to life